Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. China won't solve the world's plastics problem anymore by Ellen Earhart. For a long time, China has been a dumping ground for the world's problematic plastics. In the 1990s, Chinese markets saw that discarded plastic could be profitably recreated into exportable bits and bobs. And it was less expensive for international cities to send their waste to China than to deal with it themselves. China got cheap plastic and the exporting countries got rid of their trash. But in November 2017, China said, enough. The country closed its doors to contaminated plastic, leaving the exports to be absorbed by neighboring countries like Vietnam, South Korea, and Thailand. And without the infrastructure to absorb all the waste that China is rejecting, the plastics are piling up. Between now and 2030, 111 million metric tons of trash, straws, bags, water bottles will have nowhere to go, according to a paper published in Science Advances on Wednesday. That's as if every human on Earth contributed a quarter of their body mass in mostly single-use plastic polymers to a massive abandoned pile of garbage. While it is China's new policy that will lead to this precipitous increase, the buildup isn't exactly its fault. China has been importing plastic waste for the last 28 years, says Amy Brooks, a material science graduate student at the University of Georgia and the lead author on the study. And so after a while, they realized that the world was depending on them to manage their waste. China processed trash from 43 countries in addition to its own in 2016, and high-income countries are responsible for nearly 90% of plastic exports since 1988. The European Union was the top exporter, followed by North America and Japan. But there is a way out. China isn't turning away everyone's plastic, and in the loopholes, its former plastic partners may find a way to continue to recycle their waste overseas. Plastics are more difficult to recycle the more contamination they include. That pulp that you forgot to wash out of your orange juice bottle can gunk up machines and devalue the recycled product. Most plants still use hand sorting, so workers can be exposed to diseases and sharp objects. So in 2013, China erected the Green Fence, 
a policy that set a hard restriction on the amount of contamination that plastics can contain. Last November, its ban expanded to include all non-industrial plastic waste, a.k.a. the stuff in the blue bins. There's an exception, though. If bales of recycled plastic meet very strict requirements, currently less than 0.5% contamination, China will still allow them to enter the country. And San Francisco is exploiting that rule. San Francisco and other cities in the U.S. don't have the infrastructure to reach their zero-waste ambitions without exporting recyclables to other countries. So Recology, the waste recovery company that deals with San Francisco's trash, hired more sorters and slowed down the recycling process in order to lower the contamination levels from a max of 5% to a max of 1% in the last few months of 2017. Now the limit is even lower, at 0.5%. Below that threshold, they can continue sending those bales to China. Recology has done a good job with sorting quality material at a large volume, says Jack Macy, senior commercial zero-waste coordinator for San Francisco. The cleaner they can get the material, the more they can get for it. The better people separate out, the easier it is to create recyclable bales for marketing. Not all cities have the infrastructure and resources that San Francisco does, which means that China will continue turning trash away at the border. That leaves lots of stranded plastic, which ends up piling up in its countries of origin. It might be incinerated. It could be buried in a landfill. If the countries surrounding China can't deal with the excess, the plastics might leak into the environment. That means more endocrine disruptors in the water and more pollutants in the ocean. Brooke says that she hopes the terrible options for the present plastic glut will help leaders plan better for future waste, or even eliminate it altogether. Her study found that about 90% of the traded plastics are single-use polymers, and she hopes that this data will encourage governments to put regulations in place to cut down on disposable plastics. My dream would be that this is a big enough wake-up call to drive international agreements— she says. The ban has already caused the EU to consider a tax on throwaway plastics. Maybe more cities will step up to decontaminate their waste, like San Francisco. Or imagine this, cut back on plastics altogether. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.